Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. Hey, hey, I just wanted to pop on here real quick before the episode starts and give a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship, and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Now that that's out of the way, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy it because it helps the podcast grow. And don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. Hello and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother. It is Lindsay and Paige. We are doing a joint episode again and these are my favorite because I feel like they're so much easier and they flow so much better because there's two of us and we can have a conversation rather than just me feeling like I'm talking into dead air. (laughs) That's funny because these are actually my favorite too, because we do get a lot of questions and I love having another individual like-minded in the, in the parenting world, but also as a therapist to bounce ideas off of. And the questions that we have this week are actually hand-selected from our private Facebook group, Embracing Mindful Motherhood and Positive Parenting, where we do a ton of free workshops, content posts, answering questions. We're kind of on it all the time in there to really add value and create community for these parents. And to be honest, it is the only reason I have not deactivated my Facebook probably is the group. Like I just love the group. (laughs) Anything else? Well, and people sharing memes and pictures of their dogs and kids. Other than that, I don't want to see it. That's how I feel about everything in the world right now. I don't want to see anything unless it's a funny meme, your child, and not like somebody who's injured or really sick or dying. Like, I just want to see your family doing well. I want to wish well on everybody, everyone listening. This is my demand for you. Be well. Yes. (laughs) Um, I saw a meme. This maybe has nothing to do with it. I think I saw it on Facebook. It says, I don't care about celebrity gossip, but I just want to know the drama of why the two Coles employees are upset at each other. And yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, I, yes. Um, I do care about some celebrity gossip, but yeah. Anything just, Post Malone. Anything really. Post Malone. Post Malone doesn't have any gossip though. I think he just kind of, uh, is like lives his low key life here in Utah and it's just pretty much a badass. So <laughs> but I'm in the, so the area I'm in has a Facebook group. It's called the, you know, you're from Bountiful oh. and, uh, people will like post their post Malone sightings that they, if like they see him in Smith's or like red lobster, they'll like take a selfie with him and put it in there. So I do live for post Malone sightings too, but it's like, he's out wild, wild post Malone in, in the wild. I would never um, this probably says something about me. I would never approach him in public. And I am like a little bit obsessed with him. And I would not. I can't. No. I have a hard time not feeling girling over people that I really like love and admire. And I was like, there's absolutely 0% chance I would ever to be ever be able to be a casual friend of this individual. Like, never. Yes. yes. And, um, I 
would hate nothing more than to be perceived as a fangirl. So I just uh, would, would not engage. Absolutely. At all. That's exactly, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, Jessie Hilgenberg. She is a, um, well, total badass, but like a bodybuilding champion and she's done a lot of competitions and now she's a Can we do her workout Yes. Yes. I guess I know who she is. 10 out of 12. Yes. So she actually lived in Phoenix and we would like do (laughs) trainings and like get togethers. (laughs) And my mother-in-law was like really good friends with her and would like drive to her house and like drop off gifts and visit and do whatever. And she let me come one time and I was like, you can't see it because you're listening, but it is that emoji that's like a blank stare, like straight mouth. Like there is no reality or dimension, whatever, that I would be able to just be like her casual friend because I am obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. And I was inside of her house and I met her kids and her husband. And I still was like that. Like it was, I almost just waited in the car. I I don't deserve to be here. Yeah. Shameless plug for your mother-in-law. She has an episode on this podcast. She's wonderful. You all should check it out. Um, it is, yeah. uh, I, I don't know what episode number it is off the top of my head though. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it probably talks about her, her grief coaching program. So for those of you that don't know, our family had an incredible loss in December of 2016, um, where <clears throat> one of my sister-in-law's tragically died in a car accident and it has been a grief journey since then and so my mother-in-law used that pretty much as a projectile for her life and her purpose and as she's gone through grief she created a signature group grief coaching program um, that is based off the acronym HALT no HIKE sorry and it's based on incorporating nature into your grief journey and while we're doing shameless plugs I will say that by the time you guys listen to this podcast, Friday in our private Facebook group, we are doing a very exciting free workshop to celebrate launching of our low-cost workshop, Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself. So this coming Friday, March 11th at 10 a.m. in our Facebook group, please comment, find us on Instagram, whatever you need to get that link. We're going to be talking about helping your kids manage their emotions and also increasing your own patience. 30 minutes, get to ask questions, totally free, and the recording is always available. And then in that, because we are celebrating the launch of our low-cost workshop for March 18th, um, we'll be doing a couple, we'll do a promo code to get money off that workshop, and then also free gift card giveaways for participants for our favorite preferred drinks. Yes, I love it. Yes. So uh, tune in for that. You can message either of us on Instagram or if you're already in the group, just be aware that that's coming up next week. And we're super excited about it. Um, Are we ready to like dive into these questions? Yeah, absolutely. This week's Q&A pulled directly from our group on moms with questions for us and everybody. If you guys have answers that are different to our own or you want to suggest things, please comment on this episode on whatever platform you're listening and share that with us so we can pop that in here or you can find us on Instagram or you can even email us at this point, right? Yes, and if you're listening, yes, you can email us. Um, And our email will be in connected to the podcast. We have lots of cool things happening, lots of changes. We're leveling up around here. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, if you're listening on Apple, leave us a review, subscribe, rate us. It really helps like, with people being able to find the podcast and helping us reach other moms who maybe would benefit from the things we talk about on here. Yes. And before we launch into the questions, can we, or do we want to end with mom fails this week? 
let's Start. end with them because oh, yeah. I need because okay. I need to think about it. Okay. I have so many. I've got to like figure them out. Yes. If you have questions, please email them to us so we can do them in our monthly Q and A. Okay. Uh, how do you ladies balance everything? I try to prioritize things and let the small stuff slide, but sometimes I feel like I'm treading water. Oh, uh, we don't balance everything. <laughs> balance is a myth. <laughs> it really is. Um, and behind the scenes, we don't really like share this maybe, and maybe I should share more of it. Uh, like once a week, one of us is having a mentee B, which is, uh, I found it on TikTok, <laughs> a mental breakdown. Um, and that's my new cute way of saying it. Like we're ready to quit. We are, um, done. We're overwhelmed. We've got too much stuff going on. We feel like we're treading water. Um, and luckily we just alternate so we can talk each other through it. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have a lot. If you are listening to this podcast, hopefully you're familiar enough with us to know that we embrace and accept that we all are losing our minds constantly as parents, right? As moms, we're usually juggling multiple roles, whether you work inside the home, outside the home, stay home on whatever it is. And so the concept of balance is really a myth. It's more of like a juggle. And so sometimes the balls, I am, I am 12 because seeing balls makes me laugh. You're holding balls, you're juggling balls. <laughs> um, and some are more important than others at any given moment of the day, okay? But something that I do that I really treasure and that helps me reconnect with my family is the no phone zone. I don't know if we can copyright this or whatever. It's something that's very common. People call it different things. I think some people call it golden hour or whatever. It is a block of time that I have set aside to minimize all distractions aside from my family and whatever that works well in my schedule. And it's kind of like we always say more times than not, right? So it's not like I am successful at it every single day, but I do it more than not or more than most. Um, and so that's kind of my block is from when I get off work between 5.30 and 6 p.m. till eight o'clock at night, which is bedtime, where I work really hard to not be on any devices or um, like being really distracted and I'm able to focus on my family. Yes, um, I have a few kind of broader things and then a few like tangible tips. My first broad thing is our mission here is to like uh, smash perfection culture in motherhood. So uh, just to be real about like us not having it all together and we struggle a lot and I feel overwhelmed and tired and like I'm drowning like 93% of the time. The other 7%, I'm like, okay, I got this. But the 93% of the time drowning. The other thing not to get like too human design woo-woo on you. And if you don't know what that is or you don't care, like skip the next 10 seconds. But no, um, no, stop it right now. We're embracing the woo-woo and we're proud of it. Okay, so Paige and I are a similar type. We're both manifesting generators. And that means that we're meant to do a lot of things at a time. Um, also, I think there's a the strong connection between ADHD and manifesting generators, but like we're meant to be doing <laughs> a lot. And so you can look at like our life and how we do things and think, gosh, they do so much and I don't do that. But you need to know that you can't compare your journey with motherhood to ours because mm -hmm. it's just different. Life is different for everyone and people have different capacities or different things that they're good at or that they thrive in and that's okay. Yes, I just wanna highlight that. Your motherhood looks different than the moms next to you and around you. Okay, that's why that, that comparison 
is a lie. And for those people who are really struggling, like I just don't know what to do. We just wrapped up February in our group and all of February was about self-care. I hate the word self-care because I feel like it's such a like oversaturated word, but it really was about learning to take care of your needs, even when that doesn't look pretty. Okay, we can take baths, we can smell good. Although Lindsay is very serious about her bath routine. Mm-hmm. No hit, no digs on you, Lindsay. It's but a it's like <laughs> I'm meant to be in the water. Exactly. Um, it really is about okay, if you are feeling burnt out and you don't have a lot of satisfaction in your life, something has to change. You have to change something. And that means prioritizing yourself or different things at different times and living with integrity and honesty into what that looks like. So, and the thing that's helped me the most to not feel like I'm drowning is uh, the three movers, which is something we learned from our friend, Chelsea, who helps like women business owners have their aunts, like being a mother and running a business. And this is where you identify like every day and every week, three things that are most important for you to get done. And they may not always be um, the things that are obvious, but Mm -hmm. so that kind of helps me stay focused and not get sidetracked by like um, cleaning or the things that maybe I don't need to be doing, but I, I want done Mm -hmm. and I can just stay focused on, okay, these are the three things that I need to get done today. And I'm usually able to work through my mental funk that way as well. Yeah. And I even stretch it if I feel really overwhelmed or exhausted. And these are my three things this week. Yeah. And I'll do three like for work and three for family and three for home, which sounds like a lot, but I'm like over the course of the week, I freaking did that laundry and dried it and folded it away or <laughs> folded it and put it away. Like that is a mover for me. The other thing that I, I, I don't split mine up like that. And so just know that's not okay because my brain doesn't work that way. I can't have a home list and a work list. Like my life is messy and all combined. So I just have one list. I have one to-do list. I, I color code them in my calendar. So I kind of know the difference, but like, yeah, she's holding up a sticky note with her list and it's, it's all together um, because my brain just doesn't work like that. And so instead of trying to make my brain fit into a mold of something that works for someone else, I've just had to say like, oh, it's not how my brain works. I'm doing it this way. So let's review the tangible tip for this question because I want to make sure that these mamas have some like real concrete things to jump off of. No phone zone. No phone zone. Self-care. Self-care, please, mama. Prioritizing or movers, like the things that have to get done. Yes. And I'm going to add meet yourself where you're at, which is a very, very difficult thing to practice. I just had one more tangible tip. I just had the... Uh, come to mind. And I had this conversation in a therapy session yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes we have to just do the bare minimum. And that's okay. Like, and and even writing down a list of, or establishing like, what is the bare minimum? What is the bare minimum that I can do at home so that we can survive? And doing that for a few days can give us enough space to see one, what's really important and to rest enough to get the energy to then maybe tackle more. Absolutely. Okay. Next question. Next question. Uh, I feel like my kid doesn't like me and we don't have a good relationship. What can I do? This I know that face. I know. I, I just did a pouty face because as, as a mother myself, my heart just really aches and I don't know another word for it. I'm very metaphorical and visual. So catch up fam. 
but my heart just really aches for this mama. Um, and so the first thing I want to know is why do you think they don't like you? Like, that's what I want to know. Okay. And, uh, well, I had a few thoughts. My first thought was that, um, our kids aren't always going to maybe like us and that's okay. Cause is sometimes it? our job is. I need to like, sit with that. I need to sit I with know. the fact that sometimes, that'll be okay. Sometimes our, and it may not feel like they like us. I mean, they love us, but like, sometimes our job is to like mold them into adults. And that doesn't mean always being liked. 100%. And my second um, reaction, and I think we all know like what my advice is for this. One-on-one -on -one time. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you are new here, welcome to the Attunement Corner. Lindsay, take over. Yeah. You all know I'm all about my 15 minutes of one-on-one -on -one child led time. This can, uh, you can do this no matter the age of your child. Um, you spend 15 minutes a day doing or talking about whatever they want to do. If you have multiple kids, this can be a little bit tricky because you have to split it up or divide it. You can also do bigger chunks or just do what works best for you and your family, but spending one-on-one -on -one time with them. And if you have a teenager and you feel like they don't like you, or even a younger kid, you feel like they don't like you. And maybe they have some behavioral stuff and you're always focusing on the negative. I'm really going to encourage you during this time to just have fun and keep it light and not talk about how many assignments they're missing in school or how much trouble they're in or whatever. Um, really just using it. We sometimes when our kids stop talking to us, we over talk. So um, we, we feel like we need to really, we're going to say something that's going to change everything for them. And we need to like drive this point home. And when we do that, we unintentionally push them away more. So just be with them. Just be, do something fun. If mm -hmm. you guys don't feel like you have anything fun, you like to do, find something, get interested in what they're in, interested in. If that means playing video games, then play some video games. Um, yeah. Watching anime, which is like my personal hell, probably. But if one of my kids was into that, I'd have to figure out how That's to do real. that. That's real. Yeah, absolutely. And then and I also want to, oh, go ahead. No, that's it. I also just want to say that when you do this, expect pushback, right? Because there's a specific dynamic that's already been created in your relationship unintentionally because we're parents and we love our kids. Um, even though we don't always get along with them or like what they're doing, but expect pushback, expect it to be, um, difficult and expect it to be uncomfortable. And I want you to hang in for the long haul and make it consistent for a minimum of six weeks. Let's go six to 10. So that way we can actually see some real rewiring of the dynamic of that relationship you have. That's a good point. And, love you. Love um, you make it your responsibility to make this time happen. Yes, even if they're like, no. Oh, well, I guess we'll just sit here. And, and maybe it's like, <laughs> oh, you wanna go get food? Let's go get food. Oh, you wanna mm -hmm. come to the store with me? Like any way, if they're really resistant, any way that they will let you in, capitalize on that and then eventually move to maybe more interactive things. Yes. Okay, what do you do Thanks. for self-care? Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to tell this story because it's classic to me in my life. I have random dreams, which I assume everybody does. But when I was in college, 
I had a random dream. I was like, I remember being very stressed because I was a full-time student and I worked full-time and my dorm that I stayed in had ridiculous cleaning requirements. Like they checked our dorms weekly. And if we didn't have it a specific level of cleaning, they charged us. Were well, you the military? Jeez. No, I was, I went to BYU, Idaho, Mormon oh. standards, man, which is a whole other thing to unpack. But so Anyways, I remember being really stressed because I got home from work at like 1030 at night and I was exhausted and I had to do homework and it was like one in the morning and I wasn't going to be able to clean the dorm and I was going to be charged money that I already didn't have. It's like a with like an overdraw of a bank. Anyways, I went to sleep and the only thing I remember is that there was like this firefighter calendar photo shoot and it was a bunch of like muscly shirtless fireman and like a big group and they smelled like peach bellini scented lotion from your ultimate fantasy ultimate fantasy what so anyways I don't know why but that has stuck with me for over a decade and I've never daydreamed about the shirtless fireman while I'm awake anyways so I love the smell of peach bellini hand soap from Bath and Body Works and so something (laughs) that I do is I have that soap in my bathroom so when after I pee or whatever, like in between sessions, especially if I'm feeling really stressed, I can wash my hands and smell it. <laughs> Mine is, I don't have like fantasies about it, but it's like the stress relief one from Bath and Body Works. That's like my, I love oh, that. yeah. Um, so awesome. yeah, the little things, finding little rituals or things mm-hmm. that bring you joy. Mine is a cold diet Coke, yes. uh, essential oils, stress relief. Um, listening to a podcast. Those Absolutely. Things. And setting boundaries, right? That is the ultimate act of self-care. That is probably most difficult for anyone listening to this podcast. Be aware if you are becoming, so here's my example. I'm becoming very, very tired. I was working like 10 hour days, five days a week. And I noticed that I was like real low on patients. I was feeling extra tired. I wasn't being the parent that I wanted to be. And I just didn't have a lot of like satisfaction in general with how things were going. I set a hard boundary. So on Fridays, I am off work by a specific time. So that way I can spend the rest of the day doing whatever I feel like I need to do within my home and spend that time with my family. And I do the same thing on Thursdays. So Thursdays and Fridays, I only work half days. Um, I also prioritize like this weekend, we got invited to go somewhere and I said no. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the executive decision to say no because we're all really tired. And I think this weekend would be a great opportunity to catch up on that rest. And once you start prioritizing those things, the the harder things for you and being able to say no and like reserve that energy, you'll start to feel a shift. And that's a little bit of like reparenting yourself. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have that structure as a parent, or you have a parent that maybe pushed you to push through being tired or to uh, follow through with all of your commitments. Not that that's a bad thing necessarily, but um, sometimes we have to reparent ourselves and set boundaries with ourselves. Like, oh, I need rest. And so I need to make myself rest. Yes, making ourselves rest. And then there was a piece of advice given by another moment in our group that I want to share because I think it was really valuable. And it was asking yourself, doing that self-reflection piece, if what you are expecting of yourself is the same thing you would expect of somebody else that you care about. And I guarantee 80% of the time that answer is going to be no. So lower your expectations for yourself. 
when I did my um, mindset of mom guilt, self-care and burnout, that's a big one. Like if you're not having a lot of parental satisfaction or satisfaction of your role as a mother, chances are your expectations outweigh your ability to meet them. You're being unrealistic on yourself, causing that guilt and shame and that spiral. Um, other things I do for self-care, I take a bath every night. Like it's just mm -hmm. my, my kids know, my husband knows like, peace, I'm going to take my bath. Mm -hmm. But that, and that's my thing and that's not everyone's thing. So you have to find mm -hmm. your thing that like helps you reset. Yeah, trial and error. Absolutely. And usually I'm going to say this. Usually it's not necessarily what you do, but it's the intention. Oh yeah. Of, mm -hmm. of what you're doing. <clears throat> so like- yeah, And I, not beating yourself up while you're doing it. So if I sat mm -hmm. in the bath every night and I was like, well, I should be doing the dishes or I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Like that- bath isn't serving the purpose of self-care for me I'm just like sitting in there feeling bad or mm -hmm. naps like using naps as self-care like I'm intentionally taking this time to rest as self-care is very different than like oh I should be doing something else but I'm just too tired mm -hmm. exactly if you guys have specific things you do for self-care that you feel like are really useful please email them to us or if you have questions about how to be intentional and how to use that intention within your self-care practice email us DMs yes. slide into those DMs, girl. Woo! That was <laughs> that was real creepy. Yep, yep. That's your that's your vibe, <laughs> though. I love it. Okay, my teenager has anxiety and she's dreading going to her dad's tomorrow and is stressing about everything that can go wrong. Any advice on how to help her enjoy today and not be so stressed? Yes, I love this. And so when I pick this one as one of our questions, I get a lot of questions in general about helping kids cope with levels of anxiety. So I was feeling like we could approach that and just give some basic tools or tangible tips for teens and kiddos. And as a parent, how can we support them through those? Uh, help them figure out skills they can use if they get anxious in the situation, writing down the plan or a way for them to remember to use those skills. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's uh, like a safety plan. It is a plan. It's a plan, yeah. I'm trying to think what else, uh, affirmations are good. Affirmations. Some of our favorite things. Sorry. I totally just interrupted you. What other ideas do you have? Um, I love those. I love just, uh, providing a safe place to talk. I feel like one thing that I recommend parents don't do is feeding into it. Like using logic isn't always going to solve the anxiety, right? We're just yeah. going to like reach into other things to be anxious about, but acknowledging that we can't control the situation. Um, and then this really, so in a session last week, I had a really neat moment with a parent who talked about um, their kid forgot a permission slip for a field trip and had a ton of anxiety about not being able to go. and was like basically panic attack, crying, like can't breathe. And they tried like, hey, it's okay. We're going to go in. We're going to talk to them. We'll, we'll make sure it's okay. You can trust us as parents when it's, it's never about your trust as a parent. Like that's not why they're having anxiety. Um, well, not never, but in this scenario, that's not it. So nothing really consoled the kiddo. And then the next day they went in together with the child, talked to the principal, worked everything out. And this is the piece that I would recommend. Afterwards, they reflected. We were like, yes, this happened. Um, and we were able to come up with steps to solve that situation or to rectify that situation and being able to reflect with the kiddo. Like, so next time this happens, like, what could we do? 
oh, we could go in and we could talk to the principal and we could, we could let them know that we have this permission slip. Yeah, because it's like kind of like going back and telling the brain like, hey, it was okay. Like this was, this worked out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, thought, the thought I had too is like having conversations with our kids yeah. about how anxiety is a healthy, normal emotion. We all have it. And there are um, appropriate like times and places where anxiety is normal, like a job yes. interview, yes. skydiving, whatever. Yeah. Also, our brain is made to protect us. So it's like seeking out danger all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, because we're typically not in danger in our day-to-day life, our brain doesn't necessarily know that. So it seeks out problems, discomfort as danger, or it views it that way. So we have to kind of remind our brain like, okay, I am safe. This is not yes. a, a life or death situation, even though my brain and body are reacting this, the, the same that like it is mm-hmm. and, and recognizing that our brain's just trying to help us. Yeah. Know? I was going to say, this is helping me. This is helping me be aware. This is helping me be aware of what's happening. And also that type of anxiety, like we made, we said something we shouldn't have said. And there's like a level of anxiety and shame afterwards. Like, oh, and I got to talk to this person. It's, it's motivation for change, like self. It's a natural consequence in a way where like our body motivates us to change in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that. That is that in reminding ourselves like, this is good. This is what I need. Helping our kids walk through the problem and reflect. Um, and even like maybe intentionally encountering the situation again and letting them use those skills that you've already reflected on. Mm-hmm. Specifically with co-parenting, I think sometimes all you can do is like listen and support your child because sometimes there's not a lot you can do on the other side of that situation. Yes, absolutely. But allowing like communication or space for them to text you while they're there or mm-hmm. reminding them of skills while they're there can yeah. be something that's helpful if you're in a situation where your co-parenting and the child struggles to go to the other parent's house. Yes. And even as a team, there's very little as parents we can step in to, to, and like, we don't want to solve their problems, right? We want to help them be able to, to think constructively to solve their own problems, but defining your role as support for them. It doesn't mean you're abandoning them. It doesn't mean you're not going to be there to support them, but defining what that support looks like. Okay. I'm going to have you go in and I know you're really nervous about this presentation. So I, you can shoot me a text before, or you could you like call me on your lunch and like talk to me about how it goes, or you can practice them with them the day before as like a fake audience while they're preparing their speech. Like define and follow through with whatever that support role looks like. Yeah, I have an example of this. So I had a client this week who um, is behind on some school stuff and went in to see the teacher. The teacher wasn't there. And she became like super overwhelmed and was like, I can't, I can't do this. Um, I'm not able to like talk to this teacher. I don't know what to do. And the mom was like, well, how about you email her and set up a time to meet with her? And what the mom could have done was said, I'll email her for you. I'll set up a time. I'll do these, but this is like a junior high student. Instead, she empowered her child to email her and said, I'll sit down. I'll help you learn how to write the email, learn how to talk to a teacher and set up a time like this. But it's an important skill that you need to learn for your education, for life, things like that. So teaching our kids when they're anxious about interaction specifically, helping them figure out how to have that interaction, but not rescuing them and doing it for them because then they don't learn that really important skill. And, um, and my mom did a lot of really crappy things. Um, she's not my favorite person. You probably all know that by now, but one of the things she did, and maybe this was like not intentional, 
but by I had, and I know Paige had a lot of like independence um, growing up and it allowed me to be more responsible because I knew my mom wasn't coming to save me. And so I needed to learn how to do those things, make my own appointments, email my teachers, figure out my grades on my own. And I'm not saying that's the best way to do it, um, but like being a support, but not taking over and doing it for them. Absolutely. I love all of that. It's very much so like I'm very visual, right? So it's very much so like that net at the bottom. If you're yeah. going to like, what's that? Bungee dive? Bungee jump. Bungee jumping. So it's like the net at the bottom that can catch them, but it's still allowing them to experience the natural consequences and learn the skills that are going to help them be successful moving forward. Cause that is the goal. It will also help reduce their level of anxiety and approaching the situation again, never rescue them out of it. If it's a safe, like physically safe environment, because that's going to make the anxiety worse the next time we try to do it. And they're not learning those skills to be successful at all. Mm-hmm. And when you have something and you're anxious about it and you do it, even if it was scary, you feel like a sense of relief. You feel proud of yourself. You don't want to rob your kids of that, right? Absolutely not. All those dopamine rewards. Pew, pew, pew. Okay. Mom fails? Sorry? Mom fails? Yes. Mom ready? fails. Absolutely. I, will you go first? Because I still need to think of mine. Um, yes. I have very real mom fails. So the first one that I have is <laughs> And I laughed, which was, I'm a wonderful mother, but I definitely laughed. Um, so my three-year-old decided that she likes to just like run and jump in random places now. Like, look how fast I can go. Kind of like she got some new light-up shoes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in the parking lot of her daycare yesterday. And I'm like distracted because I'm texting a coworker while I'm picking her up. And she's like, mom, look what I can do in the parking lot, like covered in snow and ice. And she runs towards the minivan with the door open and she totally trips <laughs> and face plants into the door like with her teeth oh no I would have oh <laughs> there was no blood but she's like oh, look what I can do and just tripped and like hit her face on her minivan so that's my mom felt Mine's kind of an old one, but similar. You jogged my memory. Uh, one time, uh, I was leaving Target, and Sam was like trying to run off. This was a couple years ago, and so I like kind of was holding his hand and guiding him through the parking lot. And I was frustrated because I had all three kids like in in Target, which was never a good idea. And I was trying to walk really fast, and I led him into the (laughs) side view mirror of someone else's car, and he just like ran into it. And the person happened to be sitting in their car. And watched me do it. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, and he kind of chuckled. Sam was fine, but I was like, I just need to slow down. It's okay that I'm frustrated, but just like slow it down, take slow a breath. Down. Oh my gosh. When I was younger, I rode my bike into a parked car with somebody sitting into it. Like I just wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> right into the driver's door they just like looked at me but I was like I'm sorry (laughs) so all right all right everybody if you have mom fails of your kids being accidentally injured please email them to us and we will feature them on the next podcast (laughs) yeah I think I've shared Tim's ultimate dad fail or he shared it on his episode where he came on but I'll just give you a refresh for everyone that like doesn't want to go back and listen to that whole thing uh he like is that playful dad, like playing with his kids on the shopping cart, like you jump on it. You know what I mean? 
Well, I don't know what he did, but Sam was in a shopping cart. He accidentally tipped it over like jackass style. And Sam got like, ro- like road rash, like up his whole leg. And Sam just kept saying, I'm okay, dad. I'm okay. Cause Tim felt so bad. He's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like he felt terrible. And Sam's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's good. It's good. It's but it, it took a long time to heal. And I know he felt really bad. Oh my gosh. The number of stories, my daughter fell out of a stroller and I rolled it on top of her once when she was like 18 months old. <laughs> you just kept going. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize. I was like, that was a big bump rolled over my child. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So we need to hear your mom fails. Uh, yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. Thank you guys for being here. We love and appreciate each of you. And we read every single email, every single comment. And again, if you would like to come to that free workshop on helping your kids manage their emotions and increasing your own patience, please shoot us a DM, find us on the gram. We'll get you the link to join that Facebook group. Okay, perfect. Uh, We will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Linz underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.